Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Not in it the over prep to be honest with you. I'm in Kilmacomb. I don't think I've ever been in Kilmacomb before. Have you not? No, totally. <laughs> and I'm with the lovely Wendy Gilmore. Uh, also Hi. known as Thank Fifi. Hi. We just call you Thank Fifi all the time. Quite often people do call me Fifi, yes. But I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind. It's my own fault. Fair enough. <laughs> and my first question to you as a lifestyle travel fashion blogger. Yeah. Is that how you would Bit of everything now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I ask you, did you keep a diary when you were younger? I did, yes. Because there's just something about this that keeps coming up and I'm I'm fascinated by stories and I kept a diary when I was growing up and I just, I'm interested as a blogger if it was something that you were actively doing on a regular basis. Oh, do you think maybe there's a sort of common theme there? Yeah, Um, I did when I was teenager I guess yeah. like end of primary school and early teens Aye. and then I gave up now I do this <laughs> although I'd say what was in my diary then is quite different than what's on my blog mm. now which is a good thing yeah I'm, I'm worried that they'll be unearthed because I'm not quite sure where my diaries are from like <laughs> teenager years I'm like oh god if somebody finds them <laughs> I found mine and I've uh, stashed them away but I feel like I don't want anyone to read them ever but I also couldn't quite bring myself to get rid of them <laughs> totally <laughs> little documentation of your younger years yeah they're really cringy though <laughs> oh I know so like the stuff I'm like I think we found um because my sister and I were into music as well so we'd you know write a lot of lyrics mm-hmm. some of the lyrics are like oofed oh <laughs> I had do. yeah I had a band with my friend when we cool. were about um seven right and I think our, our hit song in our heads was about this old man who had a, a banjo <laughs> Was he real? Did you actually know? No, oh, right, no, okay. he was made up, but we had a banjo in our band, so I think that's where it came from. Amazing. Mortifying. <laughs> so at school, where you, you know, was English or, you know, your kind of creative subjects, something that you were more drawn to? I'd say art and languages were mm-hmm. the things that I was drawn to at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up going to art school and studying painting. Which I then did, I was self-employed as an artist for a good, I don't know, maybe six or seven years. And I really enjoyed it at first, but it's quite solitary. Um, Mm. And recession hit and it became quite hard to make money as well. So then the way that it was working for me was really by doing portrait commissions, which wasn't where my heart lay, to be honest. So I was doing them to make money, but exactly. Uh You're doing everything you do, you're trying to please somebody else. And it just... It was fine, but it wasn't what I wanted mm, to do for the rest okay. of my life. And then a friend had suggested to me that I started a blog and I thought, well, that's probably another crazy self-employed idea, but why not? Okay, let's <laughs> we'll try stay it. on the self-employed train. <laughs> what else can I get up to? But it's worked out, so it's okay. Well, it definitely has worked out. <laughs> and um, as an artist, is that something that you feel like those skills that you learned while you're being self-employed and being an artist that you've been able to take with you or lessons learned there that have you know then informed you your kind of work as a blogger yeah definitely from a creative side I wouldn't say so much lessons in terms of things that I learned when I was studying because Mm. they didn't teach you a whole lot it was more just paint 
get on with it, do your own thing. But then as an artist, it was probably a bit of a, um, a learning curve in terms of figuring out like invoicing and keeping mm-hmm. accounts and just all the self-employed things that you don't really think about when totally. you start your own business. They totally should teach a school. Yeah. They really should. But I had some help from Business Gateway um, oh, when I was doing painting mm-hmm. and that was that was brilliant. So then I guess I kind of carried that forward into um, blogging. Yeah. So from that point of view, yes. And then just generally from a creative side, I mean, thinking about styling things and compositions and things mm. like that, that carries through well, as well, you, I guess. You nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite evident why, like, why you're, you are an artist. <laughs> I think that though, and then also when I started my blog, I started a job at Bluebell Grey around the same time and I was doing uh, PR and marketing for them. And I was actually with them for about six years wow. and I started off five days a week and cut down and down and down yeah. until eventually I had to say, okay, I need to bite the bullet here and go one way or the other. And I had my wee boy as well, so um, that was kind of a deciding factor. But that was a really creative job as well, so mm-hmm. I learned a lot doing that. It's about, a beautiful brand, isn't it? Yeah, again, about colours and being creative and styling and photos and just, it was a bit of everything, which was yeah. great. Yeah. So there has been a, a thread there of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of similarity, but it's lovely that you've been able to, like, change your career up for how it suits your life and how yeah. that's evolved. I've been lucky. Mm. I mean, I guess that's why I worked so hard on it and then it got to the point when I had my wee boy and I thought if I don't do it now what have I been doing it all this time for because I didn't have time to do both and I thought well if I give up my blog then why why have I been working till like 1am for the past six years like why have I been doing it if I'm not going to gonna take the leap now and obviously started life as like a passion project yeah and then you know Although, yeah, I would say a lot of people start their blogs and they say they started it as a hobby and then it kind of grew into something else. Mm -hmm. Whereas I would say I definitely started it thinking I want to make a living out of this. Great. (laughs) That that honesty is really important, I think, because a lot of people, certainly with this podcast, um, I would love it if it went somewhere. I don't know where that Mm -hmm. is and I don't know what that looks like and I don't, you know, um, it's very much in its This episode is brought to you by... (laughs) Yes, but... Again, like I didn't have a hobby because my job essentially was my hobby and then mm-hmm. it became my job. Yeah. So this right now is a hobby if it turns into something else. Amazing. Because yeah. it is, you know, semi-linked to what I do. But I really appreciate that honesty and I think a lot of other people will. I think like nowadays a lot of people start probably Instagramming more than starting mm-hmm. blogs with a view to making a living out of it, but they haven't really thought through how that would actually work. Whereas, I mean, the blog is almost eight years old now I think oh my gosh it makes me feel quite old but um eight years ago it wasn't so common first of all to have a blog but second of all to sort of start it and think okay this is kind of something Mm. that I could could make money from but I mean it's been hard work of course I doesn't take anything away from how much work and effort you've put into it and attention to detail and all the things like you know it's a full-time it, it definitely is a yeah. full-time job and it, there were a good few years where it was hard yeah. doing my regular job and the blog because the blog was doing well and I was trying to develop it as much as possible but also working another job but you just do these things when you have to you do them do. and just if you love what down. you do then you find the time and you give up sleep and you do, <laughs> you do what you need to do absolutely I guess because it is an account of your life to a certain degree mm-hmm. how do you then manage that the juggling of 
keeping a personal life and a private life and also yeah. putting your life online because people are just so fascinated about you and everything about you. I would say... I, I don't find it that hard to separate. There's a, heaps of things that I don't share, to yeah, be honest. So I share things that I feel comfortable sharing. And But one thing I've noticed recently, I've been trying... I feel like blogs are evolving a lot. Or maybe blogs aren't, but they need to. Mm-hmm. Everything... People consume information and media like so, so quickly now that I've been trying to assess well, what makes a blog successful, what makes me actually click on a blog link as opposed mm. to just looking at somebody on Instagram yeah. or their Instagram story. And I feel like it has to be something that's really informative. So it's a DIY or here's something that I did or a place that I went that has information mm. or it has to be something really personal. So yeah. I am aware that if I share more personal things, they do well. And I mean, two of my posts that have been probably my top performing posts over the years have been the story of like the birth of my son which was quite personal and then the story of like why I quit the day job which was also really personal so I'm aware that if I share more things like that they would probably perform better (laughs) but there is a limit to what I'm willing to share Uh otherwise we venture back into that teenage diary territory and that's not somewhere I want to go (laughs) (laughs) and I guess that's a conversation with your family as well and your friends about how comfortable they are because inevitably they're going to be involved in some way shape or form I mean my husband's not really comfortable being on the blog he doesn't like being in the images he doesn't mind if I'm talking about him but obviously I don't really discuss our relationship not that there's anything wrong with it no No. problems to report fabulous but (laughs) (laughs) but you can understand that's not his world and that's not something that you're comfortable with he's not comfortable with it and obviously at the moment I have pictures of my son and things like that but as he gets older he might not be comfortable and that's yeah, fine that's yeah, up to totally. him um, like everything else it'll evolve with your family and with your life and how you feel about it exactly yeah. so it's just kind of like case by case week by week basis I guess what comes up that I feel comfortable sharing or I think mm-hmm. will be interesting and then mm-hmm. it gets shared so earlier on you mentioned about being an artist and being quite solitary is there an element of blogging that's like that as well and how do you I mean, I'm quite a people person and I find it quite hard to be in my own company a lot of the time. Um, I don't know if you're the same or... I, if I'm busy, then I'm quite happy. So what I found difficult about being an artist was I would be working on one painting for maybe like two months on a portrait commission and I had a studio in a barn. So it was very solitary. It was literally (laughs) me in this freezing cold barn for months, like days on end. And it just felt really slow. There was no kind of particular deadline. Whereas with the blog... I think initially it was probably quite solitary, but because I had my other job as well, it didn't really matter. Whereas now it's always such a rush just trying to actually achieve everything that I want to achieve or need to achieve by like deadlines. And obviously I've set sort of self-imposed deadlines with the days that I'm going to publish content. So, uh, and then I have my projects that I've agreed on top of that. So there's always deadlines that I'm working towards. So I never really feel like I have time to be lonely. I'm just trying to get through everything. But there are a lot of like meetings and mm. trips and things like that. Now, events, I mean, I, I don't go to very many events anymore, but if you wanted to go to events as a blogger, there's stuff on like almost every night of the week. <laughs> almost every night of the week, yeah, yeah you could go yeah. to stuff. So I don't think it's so solitary anymore. Great. That's yeah. good that you've got that option to, to work independently. You don't rely on anyone else, mm-hmm. but you have that kind of outlet if you need it I guess the only person you rely on is your photographer so Mm. um, which for me is 
most of the time my husband, which is yes. quite nice. That, is that very nice. sort That's of lovely. works in That's with life sure a bit you easier. Involved in that capacity. So yeah. That, you know, obviously this is your your life work at the moment. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. nice that although he doesn't want to be in the pictures. Yeah, I think he most of the time he enjoys being involved from that aspect, and he likes doing the photography. He's good at it, yeah. and it gives him a creative outlet as well. Um, so from that point of view it works yeah, and it's easier because he's kind of available at the weekends to shoot as and when the sun pops out or yes. when I'm ready with you know we've got our son to think about as well and another one on the way and two dogs so there's a lot of things to juggle totally. um, so at least he's around whereas if you book a photographer and then the weather's bad uh-huh. you're kind of stymied um, mm-hmm. so it's just yeah. your go-to if you're like, right, quick, it's sunny. Yeah, well, we shoot on the weekends like that. And then during the week, I kind of have my days when I have childcare. So we'll look, assess the weather and mm-hmm. see, like, which lunch break should I come up and try and shoot with him. And it's actually worked out quite nicely because we can take pictures and manage to squeeze in a lunch date. So Lovely. It feels Lovely. quite nice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the ideal thing. Yeah. <laughs> lunch is involved in nice photos then. Although I think then I know other bloggers who do work with photog- like professional photographers and they're booking them for you know, half day or a day and they create so much content in that time frame because obviously they're paying for it and they have them for hours on end and yeah. they've not got all these other things to think about. And in a way, I think, well, that must be quite nice because then you've got like a month's just, worth of content, yeah, like yeah. just from half a day's worth mm-hmm. of work. So, um, yeah, that would be quite nice. Mm-hmm. And we used just to do that. Because for you though, isn't yeah. it? In your, your kind of life at the, the moment. Yeah, well, we used to do that when my husband had a job where he couldn't really... Um, having a break or it was too far away from where I was then on the weekend we would take a morning and shoot like three or five mm-hmm. things like all in one morning but that just doesn't work with life totally. anymore that's so. it it's evolved as we say yeah and um, through the years of having the blog and stuff I, I guess your style mm-hmm. may have evolved yeah. slightly or is that something that you feel you've always kind of had your, your, your look or your style I've always had my style but yeah. I would say it has changed yeah. over the years uh-huh. I mean it's been as I said it's been almost eight years now so it's definitely mm-hmm. grown up a little bit and <laughs> the brands I like are there's still some staple brands that I love that I always have but I think at the start of the blog I mean I was pretty much shopping exclusively on eBay because like, I had no yeah. money so uh-huh, totally. I'd been like a self-employed artist for you know five or six years or something like that so I was shopping a lot of second hand and I was re-wearing lots of things out of my closet just the way that blogging worked then was so different it was a lot more about your personal style expression and not um necessarily like current brands or you you weren't like a fashion magazine you were showcasing your style and I think it's it's important for people to not forget that that's how it began and kind of why people look at blogs because otherwise you can just pick up a magazine in a store mm-hmm. and I know it's not quite the same but yeah <laughs> and that whole comparison vibe as well I think of Instagram it's nice to to just see people doing what they're doing and obviously mm-hmm. loving what they're doing and loving what they're wearing and celebrating their own style and not being too brand led or mm-hmm. what's in inverted commas kind of thing like just what what feels good for them well it can be easy to fall into a trap where you feel like you need to always be wearing something that's currently available so that you can link it so that people can shop it you're Mm going to make your commission but in reality the commission you make is quite small anyway and people are just 
I think people obviously do ask, like, oh, where's that from? And it's mm. frustrating for them if you say it's not, you know, it's, it's really yeah. old, sorry, it's not available, or I bought it on mm. holiday, or wherever. <laughs> but, I mean, that happens in life as well. Yeah, so, I mean, constantly, if anybody asks me where I bought myself, it's out of the charity shops yeah. that I've had it. And I'm like, and I've got it for, like, these jeans. I got them for, like, 99 pence. I'm like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> and you might be able to find something similar that yes. you can say to people, well, so this they is can similar. emulate the style, but yeah. just get that particular piece as yeah. such. Yeah. So, and I think people like to see that you've you know you've bought something and if you've spent your pennies on it then you're going to wear it and wear it and wear it because totally. that's what that's what people do mm. they don't just buy something and wear it no. once or you shouldn't anyway well and the, the whole sustainable fashion thing's a big issue obviously mm. just now and you know i, I was a had an interview with a loving scholar a, from glasgow and we were talking about that issue about you know really owning the pieces that you have and wearing yeah. them and making them part of your everyday style and not just you know, kind of fast fashion yeah. type thing that's very important for the environment you know and I think as you get older it's easier to do that as well in a way because you have a stronger sense of your style so 100%. you'll buy something and you might think okay well first of all probably when you're older you have a bit more money mm. that you would spend yeah. on things you might think okay I'm going to invest in this thing which for me is usually still something that's on a sale but yeah. it's like a nice piece that's then on sale but I think you know what I'm going to wear that for like five years ten years maybe longer mm. whereas when you're 18 and you're buying something you're thinking I'm going to pre-mark and I'm buying something for a yes. fiver because I'm going to wear that on my night out I like next weekend and then that's this it. weekend that's it and yeah that's you're, it. Spot you're, on, you're not keeping it for ten years <laughs> thank god <laughs> Oh, there's some stuff in my wardrobe. I'm like, just give it away, Lisa. <laughs> You've not worn that in the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a wardrobe when it comes to that. <laughs> if you could, I mean, there'll be a million highlights, but could you pick out a few career highlights in that? For you, that could look like anything. It doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be working with the biggest brands and the most luxurious kind of. I guess in a com- in a completely general sense, a career highlight for me just has been being able to do this full time as a mm. career. It was something obviously that I was striving for, but I didn't know if it was going to be achievable. And I feel fortunate all the time that I'm able to do what I love doing as my job and it works in around my life. So from that point of view, that's the highlight. Mm. But I mean, in terms of more specific things, there've been some really amazing trips that I've been on. Uh, We went to Malaysia on a 10 day press trip, which was just incredible it's not somewhere I'd ever been before probably not somewhere I would have had the chance to go we were staying in really nice places and just they my gosh the trip was so so busy the itinerary was crazy it was from (laughs) yeah it was from like seven in the morning till ten at night for the whole ten days but it was amazing Uh and we saw everything um I had an amazing trip to Helsinki where Finnair were putting on a runway show called Match Made in Hell where they closed one of the runways at Helsinki Airport. They had all the models coming down off a jet, oh like down the stairs. Gee. They walked, the, wow. cat, the catwalk was the runway. They had the runways either side still open. It was like a beautiful night. So we'd flown in and then we were sitting on these stands just watching this fashion show and they had designers that had come from all the different flight paths that right. Finnair flew. Um, what a concept that um, is. One of the designers was uh, Bora Axe, who's one of my favourites as well. So it was just really amazing. You're sitting there, like the sun was setting, there was planes taking off outside of you. It was just You're like, incredible. Oh, what is this? And Helsinki was really cool, but again, yeah. somewhere that I hadn't gone and probably might not mm. have, have ever been. Um, and then in, in terms of brands, I mean, I've worked with a bunch of brands that I probably never thought I would, but brands that I have 
bought in the past, like Next and Jigsaw and Gap and mm. just these, you know, people like that that I've just loved working with. Absolutely. It's been, been really cool. Yeah. yeah, and all the people you must have met in all of the places that you've been, there'll be so many stories, so many memories for you, yeah. the conversations that you've had that, you know, just go into that bank of your memories, that are like, you know, it's really shaped who you are as a person yeah. as well and, and informed probably your content without even maybe realising. And I've made some really brilliant friends, which has mm. been been really, really nice. So uh, I've got friends down south who are bloggers I'm very, very close with. Monica from the Elgin Avenue is somebody who I met when I had only been blogging for about six months, but we both ended up um, up for an award, which wow. she then went on to win. But from meeting at that award ceremony, we became kind of buddies and oh, we've cool. stayed friends ever since and that's really nice um, we, we don't get to see each other that often although we've been fortunate this year we've done a few projects that have coincided together cool. so that's been really nice, nice. um but yeah i would have never known her otherwise of course so. that's it you just collect all these people as you go along and these kind of moments where you're like geez oh that yeah. how did we meet and that with the podcast that you know i've interviewed quite a lot of people that i do know and have just met through dancing through performing mm-hmm. or choreographing and you're like oh how do we know each other again and yeah. you know just the, the kind of journey and you might not see people like you say for a while mm-hmm. but if you just have that kind of similarities yeah. and because you work in the same industry and you, you get it and as you know like it. when you're self-employed sometimes you need to talk to someone else who's self-employed yes. just so you can say oh my gosh this invoice has been <laughs> overdue for me. four months <laughs> to, and then just for the other person to say oh I've also got an invoice that's six months overdue and you yes. go Okay, and no, it just, just makes me. you feel better and you're like, how are you dealing with it? Or, you <laughs> know. I have to say the same thing. I mean, do you think they get paid? Do you, do you think they get paid on a Friday? <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it's quite it nice if somebody gets it. Yeah. <laughs> People are moaning about money, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're getting paid on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> and on. then you have friends who say, you know, oh, I had to work late all every night this week, I had to work late and dig it home till like half six or something. And you think, oh, <laughs> stop talking. I'm just working all the time. Working late to me is more like working on my laptop till like 2 a.m. Wow. Not so much nowadays, but definitely yeah. used to be. And do you have to be quite disciplined in that sense? I guess now, obviously, being a mum, it's like a whole other like keeper. I, um, <laughs> I feel like no, because my body just, as I've gotten older and then because I'm pregnant again, my body just dictates that I'm not God, working right, that okay. late. Like, I'm so tired. <laughs> so I work when I'm meant to work, and that's pretty much it. That's I don't. Cool. Um, and I just kind of I've had a bit of a mind shift where again because I've worked hard to get the this job to where mm. it is as a career where I can choose life nice. as well so nice I don't, you know that hard work obviously has paid off and, that, and so it yeah. should you know? so I don't ever feel like I need to work until 2am anymore but <laughs> I mean there's always tomorrow or whatever but <laughs> the only problem is if you have um, you know a project you've agreed with a brand and sometimes events conspire against you like the weather or mm. whatever something happens some deadline ends up being quite tight you can end up working a bit extra but for me that's few and far between now so. yeah but social media oh my goodness social media is the all-consuming monster yes, isn't that, it? Um, i mean it's there's so many positives and you know like when i started my dance troupe we didn't have a website for a year mm. you know i wanted a really good one to want to bespoke so you know i had to save up for that you know and i didn't know where yeah. the dance troupe was going so we that was the time of kind of Facebook was starting. Um, it was just after we all had a Bebo kind of thing, and then oh, yeah, I got, I know, then I got a Facebook, and then you know that that's how we got our the first year of work. So yeah. you know I would never diss Instagram and Facebook and stuff. I use it a lot for my business, but 
also it's like when do you switch off yeah that's the problem I think as well with Instagram stories now for me there's a pressure to just be constantly creating content and sharing content and uh life's not always that interesting like, no, you're not always not. doing stuff <laughs> but then what I guess what I've realised is people don't care like they're quite happy with on Instagram especially now there's a movement where people are enjoying more kind of like real content so for me it's tricky to try and find the right balance because I want to produce professional kind of yes. more editorial content but mm. what people respond to is um, yeah that, I, that must be quite hard because you, you obviously have a vision yeah. for the whole brand yeah but then like you see what other people are all right with and you're like I yeah. that's not what I, this is the way I'm going with it and I guess you have to trust your gut because it's worked so far hasn't yeah it, they just know? want to see the real you so <laughs> yeah. if all you've done that morning is wake up and puke because you've got morning sickness <laughs> like people are quite happy to hear you're that like, really? they just <laughs> message you back going oh that's so brilliant that you're being honest about how it really True. is like yeah you know, they don't care if it your story's not like, look at this amazing three hundred pound dress I just got set in. Wow. To them, that's not as yeah. interesting. Well, I guess just because the internet is full of stories or like highlights, really, yeah. it's like a highlight reel of people's lives. People appreciate honesty. Yeah, whenever you, something they can connect to, to, I guess. Yeah, so. like you said earlier on, being honest about wanting the blog to actually become your income. Yeah, absolutely. Like people appreciate just honesty because I think we do live in a world where. People are putting on sometimes, and I'm guilty of it. You know, yeah. I like feeling it's like not every day is that great. Well, I mean, I guess I do it too because, of course, like with my blog and Instagram, and picking and choosing which moments I'm sharing. Mm. But um, but you are a brand. Like you're you're you know yeah. you have a brand. So this so is the balance important. that yes. we have to try and figure out yeah. basically. So creatively, what what is your creative process in terms of? making your content do you have a particular way do you do do you jot down ideas do you do spider diagrams do you just (laughs) (laughs) i wish i was as organized as that i wish i was um not that i'm saying that i'm not organized i'm just i'm just curious i have certain topics that i try to cover and they range like through interiors recipes is something i'm trying to reintroduce into did i say interiors yes Mm -hmm. fashion travel Mm. and like travel tips so I try and just have a nice mix and I try and think okay I want to do like one fashion post a week and one other post a week yeah um and try to get a mix going but then it's kind of dictated by what projects come up that and people have different deadlines so you can end up doing a bunch of things all together that you wouldn't necessarily choose to do but you you try and make it work so um I, I don't know I'm probably not hugely organized it tends to be with the interiors what I'm working on in my home yeah and that's just natural the same with fashion it's what I've worn and I've probably taken a picture popped up on my Instagram stories of what I've worn most days and then I'll look through it and think okay which ones of those do I want to actually share in a blog Mm. post Um, is there anything like particularly interesting about it versus what everyone else on the internet is wearing is there any any kind of story here that I can tell or is there have I done something different here so yeah um no certainly not yeah, it's just a, just a natural kind of process yeah. it's not i bought a diary to try and um plan things out more but obviously this is now july mm-hmm. it's still empty Fine. <laughs> so if it's not broke don't fix it the intention <laughs> is there the reality know, is sometimes different you just gotta go with your gut and just do like, what's right yeah. and not overthink it yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping to do when I go home and have to choreograph a show that it's all just going to come to me. It'll the fact that I've left it to last minute is, is totally 
But I'm like, I always leave it to last minute. So <laughs> I think when you've been doing something for a long time, though, your natural instincts, yeah, you, know, you can rely Usually on them works. to some Usually extent. Works, right? yeah. <laughs> totally. If you were to give a, even a, a small nugget of advice to someone, anyone who is looking to take a creative project or mm-hmm. even the idea of a creative project on and you know maybe throw a bit of weight behind it in terms of whether it be money or whether it be just their time i think the thing that people often forget when they're going into a creative business is that you need to work hard it's not all about just going oh, i've got this vision and you know say that a blog that i'm just have this vision to have a blog or take this picture or share this image and then it's magically going to do really well. Like, it's just not how it works. There's so much more behind it. And mm. I think you have to be quite motivated and dedicated. And especially if you're going to put money behind it. Yeah. Um, fortunately, with blogging, that's not so much of an issue. You mm. don't have huge investments to make. It's not anymore anyway, especially. But um, you, you need to work really hard. You need to put the time in. You need to work hard. You need to network. You yeah. need to do all the business side of things. And, and some of that will be out your comfort zone, but you've just got yeah, to do it anyway. You've you have just to got figure to it out. Yeah, it, because if mm-hmm. you lapse on any one of those bits, unless you're going to employ someone else to do one of those things for you, then you're going to fail. Yeah. Like, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. That is a proper juggling act of all those elements. Like you say, taking pictures, yeah. styling, writing as yeah. well. Obviously, if you have a blog, writing for you, did that come naturally? Yeah, I'd say I quite enjoy uh-huh. writing um, and I've never really had to think about it. I was doing a fair bit of writing at my job, at my day job, for for content for them, for newsletters, for, for their blog, uh-huh. for um, products, mm-hmm. for just brand stuff, everything. Yeah. And I quite enjoy writing and quite, cool. you know, um, I've, I don't have much time to read anymore, but <laughs> I do like reading yeah. as well. I'm still like a good solid paperback book mm. kind of person. I've not got a Kindle, or I don't. No. Want, I don't want to read something on my phone when I'm by the no, pool. It's nice to have a, I want a book. Like in your hand, I can sit my cocktail on it, and if it yeah. spills, Even it doesn't matter. It, you, you need like two pages in the whole holiday. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it's still when, worth it. when I'm on holiday, it seems to be the only time I get a chance to read a book, and I can I can get through them pretty quickly. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, just need to go on more holidays. Yeah. Oh, for so many reasons, but also for my personal professional yes, development. I think <laughs> I'm so. reading books. <laughs> Put that in the business plan. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's in there. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and did you read any kind of business books or anything? I know you said you went to Business Gateway, but obviously working for Bluebell Green and your background in marketing mm-hmm. would have obviously helped you massively. But I didn't read any business books. Probably mm-hmm. that, would, that would be a smart idea. But if that's not your go-to, that's not your go-to. I didn't, but I had this kind of understanding already as you see mm. of how to invoice and actually there was a stage with my blog where I worked with an agent and they were based in New York and I we worked together for about two or three years mm-hmm. and there were downsides and upsides but one of the definite upsides was just learning how to deal with bigger brands and things that yeah. I just didn't really understand I mean I remember my first ever meeting with them where they were sort of pitching for me to get on board with them and they had said to me, you know, do you charge for blog posts at the moment? And I remember being so proud of myself and being like, you know, chest puffed out. <laughs> yes, I actually have just started doing that because uh-huh. this was maybe like a year and a half in or something. And they were like, oh, how much do you charge? And I was like, 
50 pounds and I thought this was amazing uh-huh. and they were like no 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 and then you know when they, they sort of talked me through it they were saying how you know how are you going to make a living out of this if you're doing a blog post for 50 quid and I was like oh yeah I mean this was before the days of Instagram um, and obviously the blog's grown since then as well mm. but they really taught me a lot about how to deal with brands mm. and yeah. how to price properly how to value what I'm doing and now there are so many different elements that you can offer as a service you know from like event hosting social media takeovers creating content for the own blog or like for their yeah. um, site there, there are heaps and heaps of things so you kind of have to figure out all your pricing and I think talking to other bloggers in the industry is really helpful as well because mm-hmm. there can be like a lot of disparity but if you you know so I was saying about my friend Monica earlier and then there's another girl called Ella who we're quite close with Mm. Monica's kind of best friend and we're all about the same stage in terms of followers and the length of time and experience that we have um and we're in a position where we can be open with each other and discuss because it can be difficult if you don't have anyone that you're really close to where you can see how much are you actually charging how many Mm. followers do you have those are sort of like Uh, super personal things yeah yeah, it's nice if you've got that go-to. You'd be like, eh, by the way, what about that? Yeah, so people I can talk to mm-hmm. like that is, is kind of really important. And Yeah, it is difficult to know what to charge and what's appropriate and how you approach things. It yeah, really is. and you can't undervalue yourself. And I think also there's going to be brands or opportunities where people don't have the budget and that's okay yeah. and then you can make a decision whether it's something that you want to do like obviously if it's a small independent sometimes I'll do a project and there's there's no payment mm-hmm. involved at all but with bigger brands you know you can weigh it up and think well okay do I come down or do I just say it's okay that's, I'm just going to pass yeah. and do the next project mm-hmm. instead yeah and again just trusting your gut and just going is this for me do I feel good about this does yeah. this make me feel good well you know money aside and yeah. then which is hard when obviously it's how you make a living but you have your brand to think about so of course if you do the wrong project then you're maybe missing out on a future project that's the right project so true so yeah and you're like I've got a mortgage to pay yeah you know it's not like you're just it's not the poker money kind of thing yeah you have to be sensible I think working in the arts is is, you know similar it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to know you know going from working for a, a company and getting a wage every week to going freelance it was a massive learning mm-hmm. curve and sometimes you do get it right yeah. most of the time hopefully sometimes you get it wrong and it's just like yeah. you learn from it Yeah, you know and you just gotta like move on type thing exactly <laughs> and I'm not sure if you are a massive planner in terms of like in the next five years I would like the blog to go here or but <laughs> is there a bucket list is there a wish list of kind of things that you would like to do project wise or not really to be honest I guess my goal is just to continue to make a living from doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I think with this industry it's so impossible to predict what this landscape would look like in five years time because things are changing so much I mean five years ago Instagram was so small whereas now it, I mean actually did Instagram even exist I don't know I maybe uh, maybe set up my Instagram account about five years ago yeah, probably yeah. in another five years is it going to exist and I mean at the moment it probably forms about 50% of my business right, which okay. I couldn't have ever predicted when I put up that first you know happy new year picture or whatever <laughs> I ended up doing you know with the really nice border around it and yes <laughs> <laughs> and now it's so different so who knows in five years time what it's going to be like so my my goal is to evolve with the industry 
and yeah. just stay aware that you can't just keep doing the same old thing. Mm-hmm. I would like to build um, build my newsletter, like okay. my emailers. That I think that's a really really important mm-hmm. facet of blogging that um, needs yeah, more attention paid with to it. Your you know your followers is a massive yeah. thing that must take up so much time yeah and I, Instagram whatnot. I think if you can get people to sign up to an emailer that it's just the ideal because then once they've signed up they're going to receive the content no yeah. matter what because you're going to send it to them yeah whereas any other platform other than your blog or an emailer any platform is owned by another business so there's no guarantee that they're so someone might hit the follow button but it doesn't mean they're going to see anything your content, yeah and you're doing all this work and that's very frustrating for us but also we need to be mindful that you know it's not a platform that we control so yeah if we put all our eggs in one basket then so we only true. got ourselves to blame mm. um, people are up in arms about instagram at the moment and i understand it's very frustrating i find it frustrating as well but you know it in some ways it makes sense yeah. Instagram or you know yeah. why should Instagram not try and make maximum profits no, out of it thing. like you say you've got to be spinning all the plates to yeah. keep yourself keeping on brand for you mm-hmm. and whatever works for you is best yeah. and it's great to have an Instagram it's great to have a Facebook or whatever but if you've got your blog and you're then going straight to your followers mm-hmm. via their email then you're really getting your content out there and people are getting to appreciate yeah. it properly. So that, and then, I mean, I've done a couple of things for other brands, uh, just locally, but to do with, like, brand development and mm. um, advice to do with nice. marketing That's and cool. stuff like that, and yeah. I enjoy doing that as yeah, well. I don't have much time to focus on anything like that mm-hmm. at the moment, but maybe in the future it's something that that I would. Yeah. If, I mean, I don't know if in five, ten years' time if I'll still want to be running a blog the way I do right now. I mean, that's the not have any interest. There's always, I think, you're a jack of all trades when you're self-employed. Yeah. So you're building on all these skills all the time and like you say, it'll just evolve and you will just, you're open to evolving with it. Yeah. But you're like, I will be working and I'll yeah. be doing something and I probably will be creative. Um, but who knows? Yeah, and I love photography so I wouldn't want to ever lose that element of creating and styling and things like that so I mean who knows I don't know as long Mm. as I'm making a living from some aspect of what I do then I'll be happy (laughs) it'll be quite nice yeah (laughs) and I guess because of all the experience you've got like you see you can then inspire and help others and that might become a role yeah I mean it definitely could be if if there was a market there for Mm. it then that's something that I would be into as well great so if, I, if I had more spare time <laughs> like why have they not invented an eighth day of the week <laughs> if there was an eighth day of the week I think I would use it as a weekend I was going to say I think you should <laughs> have a three day sleep. weekend <laughs> my husband and I both said that this morning because we were working on this project uh, in the garden we're doing a patio makeover yeah it's very cool and uh, it's been it was a lot more work than we anticipated I can imagine right? and it's still only about half done and we both woke up this morning and we were like oh we could really use a weekend why did we start that <laughs> what, were, what were we thinking it was looking very it was looking very I had a few friends message me going it looks amazing but your timing like why why are you doing it now I was like well because I know I'm due a baby in five and a half weeks but if I don't do it now when am I going oh, to well, do it well that's true actually I'm not going to do it now. when the baby comes am I although I say that now probably will be <laughs> got this illusion that when I'm on you know that that first month the husband is going to be at home as well mm. like we're going to have this month I know we'll have a newborn but I'm like we're going to have oh, free oh, time <laughs> and we're not going to be painting a patio that's well we sure. may be <laughs> who knows 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you get a troop round here to like help you. <laughs> oh, I've had quite a few friends volunteer, but I've run out of pain. Right. You're lucky, actually. This could have been. By the, well, I'm a dad. Might pants. have been podcasting and painting. That, listen, I'm, I'm up for a re- I'm up for an upcycle. <laughs> so I, I'm good at painting. That's my stretch. Okay. <laughs> so you could, I could have brought my paint clothes with me if you wanted. Mm, if I had the paint, then. <laughs> <laughs> and um, being a mum, mm-hmm. that's. I mean that's all job in itself <laughs> yeah and that's a whole new thing to me as well it's probably not something that I really had given much thought to to be honest mm. until literally the time when I just something changed in my mind and I was like hold yeah. on a minute actually this is something I want right. Um, and yeah it's intense but really nice yeah of course um, and I'm being really really lucky I feel like it's quite a team effort so you know, I have had childcare and I've had to organise that from the start. I didn't really know when I had him how it was going to work, the work-life mm-hmm. kind of blend or juggle, and I wasn't sure. So I sort of kept saying, well, I haven't really made any plans. I worked up until literally the day that I went into labour, um, which was fine. Yeah. I basically had all these projects that I thought, OK, I need to complete these projects that have been pre-agreed. And then I want to pre-prepare some stuff. And once I've got it all done, then I can have my baby. (laughs) And I finish them all at lunchtime and then my water's broke at like 7pm. Oh, that was So I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. Okay, let's have a baby now. Yeah. Whereas this time I feel like I'm not going to be able to be as prepared as that. Um, I just don't have the time Mm. to prepare anything in advance. But... I I wasn't sure how much time off I was going to take. Mm. Um, In reality, I only really took uh, two weeks off, which was the time that I had prepared stuff for. And I was still on social media. But even then, two years ago, social media wasn't as consuming as it is now. uh So, you know, I had to then arrange... Basically, I ended up being fortunate that I had projects that came along at the time that he was born. My husband was at home, I mean, luckily for two months that time, which was amazing. And projects came up and I thought, well you know, I I can do this now, like, I can do this at this moment in time, so I said yes to them, and we shot them, and did them, and I was like, wow, you know, you know, like, two weeks later, I was, like, back doing my first paid project, like, shitting, and, um, it, it was brilliant, but mm-hmm. again, this time I don't know. Yeah, how and it's that's it, work. not putting the pressure on yourself to be like, oh, well, it, must, it needs to be like the last time yeah. because that's just not how yeah. things work. And I'll just see what happens. And I have a brilliant support network. <laughs> so my, my mum is just around the corner and she has Hunter like officially one day a week, but Lovely. she helps heaps. My mother in law uh, comes here mm-hmm. and she looks after him one day a week and he goes to Childminder one day a week. And uh, I think basically after that first month, that's going to continue yes. but there'll be a newborn in the mix as well so I don't know who knows yeah that's right just to, like your work you just take it as it comes and just deal with each situation yeah. and just like go with the flow a bit I guess you've yeah. just got to I'm aware that I think I'll probably cut back a bit mm. at first of course um, for sure but then hopefully get back on track because I do love it so but I love being a mum as well but I think you can you can do you both can be, yeah you can be if you're organised and you have help mm. then yeah. yeah, that's a nice attitude to have, absolutely. Right, we're moving on to the thingamabobs. So these are random questions that I've kind of added to the list as we went along. And I've picked out a few for you, Mindy. Exciting. So, <laughs> I've never answered any of these myself, so I feel really bad when I'm like, asking other people and they're like, totally flummoxed. And I'm like, oh, that's quite a hard question. <laughs> oh, no, they're not about politics, are they? No, not at all. I'm like the least person, <laughs> likely person to talk about politics, I promise you. What's your go-to movie if you need cheering up? 
Oh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Nice. We watch it kind of around Christmas time uh. every year and I just... I just absolutely love it. Mm. It's like such a brilliant kind of family movie and it's just... I don't know, it feels so positive and happy yes. and like the cinematography... What's that word? Cinema- cinematography? Cinematography? Yeah. Whatever. Actually, yeah, the yeah. visuals are really amazing yes. in it. I just think it's a brilliant movie and normally... Um, I'm not a fan of Ben Stiller, but in that movie, I think I think he directed it right, okay, um, yeah. as well as then starred in it. And he plays a completely different character than any of his other movies. And he's just phenomenal in it. So See, that was easy. You that thought one. it was very good. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would your three ideal dinner party guests be? And you can go, like, you can go celebrities or you can go people that you know or you can go people that are alive or people that are no longer alive. You yeah, go I've got to be really boring and just say my friends. There's Lovely. Not, there's literally just never enough time to sit and catch up with people and you can't beat it. Like, a real nice catch up with your close friends is just yeah, brilliant. A couple of glasses of wine, <laughs> nice food. That and, definitely needs to be in the plan after the baby arrives. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> in the plan. And I love to cook, so yeah, just at home. Would, lovely. Would be super nice. I like that. That was a lovely answer. You're a pro at this. <laughs> <laughs> what does the world need more of? Oh, kind people. I think people are power hungry, money hungry. I don't know. People we just live in this world where people are. A lot of people are kind of forgetting like what's important, and it is like family, friends just simple things in life but and I know there's a big movement towards that mm-hmm. but um, yeah just being kind yeah like, it goes a long way yeah. and I haven't re- noticed that with doing this podcast I mean looking at your Instagram people would maybe have the perception that well she's really successful so why would she say yes to doing a podcast that has no you know monetary benefit <laughs> to you and I've had to be brave in a sense of doing that thing well if somebody asked you Lisa and they would maybe hold you in some sort of pedestal like yeah. you would say yes of course you would yeah. if you could help somebody out so why wouldn't somebody else so then when I'm asking people like yourself who I don't know because obviously I, I, you know, I know a lot of people and they've kindly said yes but I've had to be brave and ask people that I don't know and you just came straight back going yeah and I'm like people are essentially I'd like to believe that people are kind it's just yeah. that sometimes but we kind of get led down a different path yeah. People just need to be reminded of yeah. how good it feels to be kind. Yeah. And that if you're kind, people will be kind to you back. And I definitely think there's a lot of that, and people forget, like, if what you put out there does come full circle. Yeah. Well, um, I appreciate your kindness. Oh, thank you. Friend. I don't feel like I was being, like, kind. I'd, but it, it was something it, well, that. Because it, it, you, you, you don't have to do this. You're not my friend. No, no. And I, but know, I wanted so, to do it. Yeah. No, thank you. And I think you're right. Um, I watched a documentary on. Netflix, The Kindness Diaries. Okay, I've not this seen guy that. Add that to list. Yeah, it's awesome. He's done it twice actually. He it didn't really go into any great detail. He has written a book which I want to read, and he'd be massively successful businessman, and didn't bring him any joy really. Mm-hmm. So he literally went around the world on his wee yellow motorbike with a sidecar, no money, and just relied on kindness. Mm-hmm. Just people putting him up. People feeding him he wasn't allowed to accept money and the documentary is just phenomenal 
I think he would get on alright in Glasgow. I think yes. there are quite a lot of kind people in Glasgow. Absolutely. Glasgow is a very kind yeah, place, I think, I think you're it's right. one of our real like up points. Like yeah. people people are happy and kind. Mm, it's nice. Totally. And if somebody mm. can help you out, they will. You notice when you go to other cities, you can you feel the difference. Yeah. I think partly because we're a small city, but it's just kind of the Glasgow way, isn't it? Yes. People are nice. I like it. Right. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know if you're thinking about this at the moment, but what is your workout anthem? Oh, anthem as in song. Yeah, what would, um, get, you, what would get you motivated to do a workout? I don't. Music doesn't motivate me to work out, if I'm right. honest, but I do have a workout mantra. Oh, I like it. Which is, never regret a workout. And I always think that whenever I don't want to work out and I think, have you ever finished a workout and thought, oh my God, I wish I didn't do that? No, so never. You so never true. think that. You're always glad you did it. <laughs> Even if you're knackered and sweaty and sore, you always think, yes, like I yeah. did it. Um, and I always try and bear that in mind. But um, I'm so looking forward to getting back to workouts because mm. it's been quite a long time. I've suffered out with um, a bit of, well, quite a lot of sickness and now in pelvic pain and stuff so basically for my whole pregnancy I haven't worked out and mm-hmm. I usually work out quite a lot at home mixture of at home and then we're the trainer at the gym and I love it like yeah, it makes, so it just makes you feel, like you feel so good like, yeah it must be hard to give yeah. that up but no it's just you always you never yeah. regret it you're no. right you're totally right um and my last question which I ask everybody is what is your favorite Scottish word or phrase oh it's not a favourite, but it's one I use quite a lot. Dreech. <laughs> Which I feel bad for saying today because it's a beautiful it sunny day a outside. It's stunning day. We have so many Dreech days yeah, and it's just, that word just encompasses the weather <laughs> that only Scotland can offer. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, yeah, we'll need you to lap this beautiful weather up as much yeah, as you can for sure. it disappears any Dreechiness. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for doing this, Wendy. It's been an absolute pleasure and I wish you all the best in in new baby coming very soon, but also just in your career in general. And I really do appreciate your kindness. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Braw and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.